Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. In a world with work deadlines and horrible bosses. If you could just go ahead and make sure you do that from now on, that would be great. And your team may be in last place. We can all find comfort in sports, like a signal in the sky. Oh, come on. You gonna leave me all alone here with less angry Rosie O'Donnell? They call upon Gwen and Chris with Tony Gwynn Jr. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was sick of seeing so many Dickersons in my head. Yeah, right yeah. Now. there's a lot of them. And Chris Ello. I'll tell I you bet. why you do not want to hesitate to put Patrick Holmes in your lineup. Because I am playing against him. Well, I don't week. know who Patrick Holmes is, so. All right, next story. Give me another non-story there, uh, Slugger. Gwynn and Chris starts now on 97.3 The Fan. Hour number three, welcome back. Gwen and Chris, happy Thanksgiving Eve. Howdy-do. Why was that funny, Scraby? Yeah, Scraby, why was that funny, Grinch? <laughs> wow. I didn't laugh. Running the show today, the Grinch, 5.05 is the time <laughs> as we head towards 7 o'clock on this uh, Thanksgiving Eve. Coming up this hour, uh, our countdown, which will get everybody in the mood for Thanksgiving, our top five Thanksgiving side dishes. I don't know how Tony Gwynn Jr. is possibly going to be able to fit five in there. I don't either. Because I've seen your table before, and it's got way more than five (laughs) side dishes on that thing. Uh, That's coming up in a little bit. Jim Callis, MLB Pipeline, will help us break down the trade today. The uh, Padres, uh, if you haven't heard, have traded Luis Urias uh, away to the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, along with uh, left-handed pitcher Eric Lauer. In return, the Padres get right-handed pitcher Zach Davies and outfielder Trent Grisham. If you're not familiar with Zach Davies, 10-7 and last year with a 3.55 ERA. He made 31 starts. Uh, 2018, he was hurt much of the season, went 2-7. and Year before that, made 33 starts to lead the league in that category and also had a 17 and 9 record. So Zach Davis has had some good success and he and he's pitched all right in a hitter's ballpark, Milwaukee. Now he comes to Petco and uh, we'll see if he can get the job done. He is 26 years of age, that's all. So uh, Zach Davies, right-hander, comes to the Padres. The other guy the Padres are getting is Trent Grisham, who unfortunately right now is only famous for one play, and that was a ball skipping past him in the NL Wild Card game this year that allowed the uh, Nationals to rally and beat the Brewers and start their World Series run. But uh, Trent Grisham, outfielder, hit six home runs and 156 at-bats for Milwaukee down the stretch last year. But hit 26 home runs prior to that in uh, in the minors. Yeah. So uh, this is a kid who, in a lot of ways, it sounds to me, Tony, like Trent Grisham is to the Milwaukee organization kind of what Luis Urias has been to the Padre organization, just somebody they expect great things. This is a former first-round draft pick in Grisham who they expected to be phenomenal, has not yet quite lived up to what they were hoping 
And uh, that the same could be said for the player that Padres traded, Luis Urias. I mean, when you, it's it's about need, um, and the Brewers the Brewers don't need offense; they need pitching. You know, yeah. they they took a, a a flyer on a on a tremendously young prospect uh, that has a that at least at one time had a high ceiling. So they're willing to take that risk on the offensive side. Uh, just a, point, a couple of things to point out uh, about about Grisham. Um, Thirty six starts at the big league level when he came up. Fourteen in center, thirteen in right, nine in left field. Didn't make one error during that time. <laughs> he only made the one error in that big game. So right. when that's the last thing you see, oh, it's, it's not it, fair. No, it's not. Oh, fair it's totally at all. not fair. Yeah. Um, but the upside is is there for the Padres, and again. They get in return. Not only do they get Grisham, they get they get Zach Davies, who, as you mentioned, has been a when he's healthy. He's only mind you, he's only been in the big leagues at a at a consistent rate since 2016. So four seasons, three of the four seasons, gotten quality pitching out of him. One yeah. of the seasons he was hurt. Yeah, and when he's been healthy, he's been much better. He's been a t- he's definitely been an, an improvement over what Eric Lauer has given the Padres over the first two years. But I still say this trade comes down to one guy and one guy only, and that guy is Luis Urias. Uh, if he goes to Milwaukee and takes off and becomes the kind of player that the Padres told us he was going to be, then this is going to be a lousy trade. Uh, but if Luis Urias continues to stumble along and never really catches fire at the big league level, then I think this is going to be a steal of a trade for the Padres. Yeah, I think it's. I, I think the 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 fairer way to say it is Grisham. And Ordias, this trade depends on because if they both play well, nobody's going to trip over here in San Diego that Luis Urias is doing well in Milwaukee. If, if Grisham matches Urias, right? Yeah, I see what you're saying. I just worry because so many Padre players have gone elsewhere to other organizations and flourished. I, I totally then you know get the, that San Diego fans are thinking that in the back of their head. I totally get the skittishness. Yeah, Scraby, your hand was up. We have a phone call. Oh, I thought you just had to. No, I didn't have any good points. I've already made them today. <laughs> uh, Evan was on with the uh, program a little earlier, made some college football picks with us, and uh, did such a fine job that uh, he's coming back on the program now to talk about this trade. Evan, welcome back to the show. It's uh, You're almost like a special guest on the show today. Appreciate it. Hey, fellas. I, you know, I feel pretty special, so good to be back. <laughs> What's on your mind in terms of this trade, Evan? You know, I um, I think there's a lot of negativity coming out about both the trade and about the signing of Pomeranz. And I think it's just classic San Diego mentality to have this negativity because we are so accustomed to having bad things happen. Yeah. But I really like the trade and I really like the signing of Pomeranz. I think, um, to get back to what Tony said earlier, I think that's about the going rate for a stud lefty reliever, which is he's not a stud lefty starter, but he's a stud lefty reliever. Um, so I, I like that. And the same people who are criticizing that are the same people who are criticizing the Padres when they're not spending money. So you can't have it both ways saying, Oh, I don't like us spending money. And Oh, we spent too much money. It's like, you know, pick, pick a side. Um, but the main thing I want to talk about wasn't that was the trade. Um, and I want, I had a major bone to pick with Chris. And that's the whole thing about Urias, about if he does well, then the Potters have egg on their face. But in my opinion, the assets that were traded 
are the assets that were traded at that point in time. I wish Yuri's the best. And I think the only thing that matters is how Davies and Grisham do. And I think it's a little bit small-minded to, to root against him. And I think that – I think it was uh, A.J. Castle made the point a couple weeks ago when he was on about we have so many prospects that some of them are going to get away and some of them are going to do well, and that's okay. And if anything, it gives Preller more credibility. Um, uh, last thing I want to say really is about Grisham is he's obviously, as you said, a similar prospect to the Brewers as he, as he was to the Padres. And with the gap that he made in the playoffs last year, I think they had to get rid of him. There's no way that he could be a part of that team going forward next year with what he did. Now you can't blame him too much. He's a young player. It could happen to anybody, and it was a rough situation. But I have a feeling that we got Grisham at a discount because there was no way Grisham was going to be a brewer going into next year. And, you know, uh, Miller Field is a different place than Petco Park. So with that applying to both Davies, Urias, and Grisham, um, I think the expectations need to be adjusted based on the park. So Urias may be successful. Davies may be more successful, and I think Grisham, we need that left-handed bat. So, uh, like I said, love the show. Thanks for having me on, and uh, happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Evan's uh, taking advantage of the fact that he's in my good graces (laughs) (laughs) to uh, disagree with what I said about Iria. That was a great call. No, very good. good. Um, But I just, I, I, I'll, I'll stand by my stance. Because, Tony, you and I both know that if Luis Urias goes to Milwaukee and hits 30 home runs, people in San Diego are going to, as you like to say, feel some type of way about that. It doesn't mean that that's the way they should feel, right. but they will feel that way. I, I can get on board with that for sure. I, yeah. I, I don't think there's no doubt. And, listen, both of you guys are right. Evan's right. You're right. We, as San Diegans, do tend to be pessimists when it comes to – pessimistic when it comes to – these type of deals. We yeah. tend to believe we're going to be on the wrong side of it with very good reason because we have been on the wrong side of it too often. Yeah, And so it's natural for everybody to feel like that. But that being said, um, this trade to me doesn't feel like the Reyes trade earlier where you're getting a a pro, an actual prospect that nobody really, although in baseball circles is talked about very highly, Nobody's actually seen him play yet. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm okay with the trade. I, I think this trade, as I said at the very beginning, could end up having a uh, win-win for both the Padres and the Brewers. All right. Appreciate that. Well done, Evan. Uh, I want to take a second to uh, thank all of the listeners to uh, Gwen and Chris. It's Thanksgiving Eve, so I think it's a pretty good time to thank all of you Indeed. out there. Um, I'm not – a big fan of tooting our horn. Uh, we come on, we do the show, we have a great time. We would do it no matter what. We love going out in the community, doing the show on the uh, Friday high schools. We love just hanging out in the studio and um, just talking sports. But it seems that you guys like the show. And the ratings uh, have come out recently, and they seem to indicate that you like the shows. For whatever the ratings are worth, uh, we appreciate it, and uh, we hope you'll keep listening, keep supporting, keep uh, just Hello, hanging. You're a legend. Yes, Word. I know. 
Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Adam. Um, but I, I just, uh, we had some really good news on the ratings this week, and I, we, we don't get that without you guys out there listening to the show. So I just wanted to thank everybody who's been a part of it. And uh, the, we've only been here like a little over a year and a half. Yeah. It seems like we've kind of established ourselves a little bit in the, in the community uh, with this show, and that's because really – uh, a lot of it has to do with the hard work of uh, the 49er fan over there. Uh, he does a really excellent he job. He does a bang-up job. Together up, every single day. Can I get a, a weather report real quick? <laughs> I would like the weather report. Wow, it is raining really hard. This is being cool here on the Intercom Empire, so if you're sitting out there. What? It's that kind of insight, I think, why we got the ratings that we got. It's a so, dinger go. Okay. <laughs> Gravy's greatest hits. <laughs> yeah, we should sell wow. that. We, we should be able to put a, put together a whole oh. thing thing of that. But anyway, we got some good news on that. I wanted to share it with Thank you, you guys. guys. Thank Very you guys much. out there for uh, being uh, with Gwen and Chris. We'll uh, keep having fun and uh, hope that uh, you uh, enjoy along with us. All right, quick timeout. When we come back, Coach John Cantera, who also got some good news in the ratings today, uh, his show's doing a bang up job as well. His high school Lolita Spotlight is coming up, and then. Our countdown to the top five Thanksgiving side dishes. Mm, Tony mm, may mm. have to uh, may have to go over the five to get all of his in. <laughs> we'll see what happens uh, when we return. This is the number one sports station in San Diego. Uh, we appreciate that. We appreciate all of you. Uh, San Diego's uh, number one sports station, ninety-seven three. The fan. Five twenty-three. Thanksgiving Eve. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris L.O., Matt Scravy, Thomas Andrews. The whole gang is here. And we have one more to bring to you. The High School Report is brought to you by Lolita's Mexican Food, serving San Diego's best Mexican food since 1984 with seven locations in town. Lolita's Mexican Food. And you know when you hear that, that means Coach John Cantera joins Gwynn and Chris. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, uh, Tony. You and Chris are uh, doing a great job. Uh, you got me through the rush hour traffic getting home here. Uh, uh, I got an opportunity to listen to about an hour and 15 minutes of the show, and you guys were cranking, uh, taking some phone calls uh, here and there. Padre fans, uh, some Padre fans are happy. Some Padre fans are upset. But at the end of the day, I think the Padres became a whole lot better baseball team today. Coach, was that you changing your voice, disguising your voice, and being all those crank calls we got today? Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> no, but yeah, you know what? This time of year, they they all come out of the woodwork, don't they? Coming out of the woodwork. That today. was my first ever experience. Yeah, Tony with that, had never coach. experienced those. I kind of didn't know what to do. Offbeat calls, but uh, we got a few of them today. Anyway, the high. Hey, when you when you do uh, long late night shows like you and I did over the years, Chris. Yeah. Uh, we we get uh, we <laughs> get uh, become veterans very quickly. <laughs> yeah, you go to the phones at eleven forty. 5 p.m. You never quite know what you're going to get. Coach, uh, quick preview. High school football playoff championship games coming up this weekend. Of course, last week Helix won the open division title over Carlsbad in a thrilling game that we had here on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, What do you got for us coming up this weekend? Because, uh, I mean, it looks like some matchups that are going to be right down to the wire. 
Uh, you know, I don't have uh, the, the other schools that we're not uh, going to be airing their games, but I do have the matchups for the two games we're going to be airing. Uh, Friday night, uh, we're going to come on the air at 6.50 on both uh, 97.3 The Fan and Radio.com, uh, and we got a great Division Two matchup. Uh, we got El Camino going against Bishops. El Camino's been on fire since the playoffs have uh, uh, gotten underway. they got a nice running back in Noah Sega, who uh, is only a junior. He actually starts on both sides of the ball. Uh, they've got uh, plenty of firepower, and really they're playing great football right now, by far their best football of the year. And on the other side, you've got an undefeated team in uh, Bishops, and they got a quarterback who's a junior who had, has just had an unbelievable uh, year, a kid by the name of Tyler Buckner. Uh, he's a junior. He missed uh, all but about four plays a year ago uh, with a torn ACL. He's come back, had an incredible year. Uh, he's already committed to Notre Dame. And, uh, you know, Bishop School, they have uh, well under a 1,000 kids. They're going to be playing a high school that I think has about 2,500 kids. Uh, Bishop's has nine kids going both ways. If you read the article today in the paper, uh, Joel Allen talking about how, you know, he's happy to get to this game and blah, 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 blah. But you know what? They're a good football team, and they're, they're going to give uh, El Camino a great game. Uh, Bishop's the number one seed in this division, and you've got uh, – uh, El Camino, that's the number seven seed, so a, a little sandbagging going on in that one. Now, uh, <laughs> on the uh, Saturday night game, uh, because we're carrying Navy football at 4 o'clock, this game will be heard on the Radio.com app, which is great for people that are you know, going to be outside the area or grandparents that can't make it to the game. So uh, download the Radio.com app. We've got Oceanside going against Lincoln. And, and both these teams, the uh, only thing I'll say about these two teams is they both got the athletes up and down the roster. A lot of team speed, a lot of quickness. Uh, you know, I haven't seen Lincoln this year, but I know they've got a young man by the name of Keyshawn Smith uh, that's had an incredible year. Oceanside's got a, a young man by the name of Kavika, too, who had a 96-yard run uh, a week ago. And I've seen him earlier in the year in their win over San Marcos. Uh, and they've got great talent, and they're playing good football. So you've got four teams right now, gentlemen, that are really and truly, I think, playing their best football of the year. And I know coaches say that all the time, but, you know, you don't get through the playoffs without being pretty good. I cannot believe – real quick, sorry, Tony. Uh, Braden sent me an article. Did you see that, Coach? He tweeted it to me. It was uh, 1986, my coverage of the Lincoln Oceanside Championship game. Yeah, I saw it yesterday. From 1986, Junior Seau played in the game for Oceanside against wow. Lincoln. That's how crazy yeah, that, that is. I couldn't believe he found that article somewhere. Can't hey, believe it what, even Chris? still exists. Hey, you do anything nowadays, somebody can find anything they want. Yeah. No doubt about it. Coach, all right, give us uh, your high school report. Who are the athletes that uh, caught your eye? Okay, uh, this week on the girls' side, uh, we have a young lady. She's a senior at Canyon Crest Academy. She's a cross-country runner. Her name is Carly Doriscar. Uh Carly last week uh, ran really away with the girls' Division One cross-country championship. Over the three-mile course at Balboa Park, she clocked a time of 16 minutes, 28 seconds, and 8.10 seconds. Uh, she beat the field. Believe it or not, I mean, you got the best girls in San Diego going at it in Division One. And she beat the field by a minute and 19 seconds, which is just wow. unbelievable. Uh, Carly Doriscar from uh, Canyon Crest Academy. On the boys' side, really, really good football player. A young man by the name of Keontae Scott. 
a senior uh, at Helix High School. Uh, Keontae plays on both sides of the ball, also returns punts, by the way. Uh, but, you know, the Highlanders defeated Carlsbad 28-21 to in the Open Division Final. Uh, it was no score at halftime. Uh, Carlsbad scored to take a 7 nothing lead on the first play of the second half. Then Helix tied it up, and then Keontae Scott put him ahead uh, for good. He picked off a pass, ran it back 30 yards for a touchdown. Uh, they picked off another pass uh, later in that quarter for another uh, pick six. They went on to win the ball game 28-21. to In the game, Keontae Scott, the big interception, played a great uh, uh, night, a, a cornerback, had three receptions on offense, and uh, Helix continues to roll, and they'll move on to the state championship uh uh, tournament now. Uh, they got a couple, they got to win a game to, to get to that state championship. We'll see how that goes. But Keontae Scott, a senior football player at Helix High School, and Carly uh, Doris Carr, a senior cross country runner for Canyon Crest Academy, uh, both of them pick up CIF titles last weekend. Coach, as always, brilliant. Uh, I have one quick question because I wonder, I, there might be some other people who wonder the same thing I do. Uh, Helix won the Open Division championship this year. Right. Who plays in the Open Division? Is it open to anybody who wants to enter the Open Division? How does that work? Uh, it all uh, goes upon a record, and, and it doesn't go like it used to, Chris. Uh, up uh, a few years ago, they changed it from you know number of kids in a school to you know how your football program is, uh, uh, and every year. Uh, they've had this for now, I think, two or three, I think three years, where they have four teams in the playoffs in the open division. It was eight, but that was really too many because uh, you want to get the, the best of the best. And so it really comes down onto a point system, a rating system, a computer system. And so the four best teams, supposedly, according to this rating system, uh, get into the open division title. Now, when we go to state, uh, our team will drop down to Division One, so uh, because we don't have the big powerhouses like Modern Day and St. John Bosco, so our teams will compete from the Division One level uh, down uh, to Division Five. Well, thank you for clearing that up for us, Coach, because I know a lot of people do ask me that as well. Uh, we appreciate your time, Coach. Have a lovely, lovely Thanksgiving, man. We'll catch up to you next week. Hey, uh, happy Thanksgiving to you, uh, all the crew down there. We got the best crew in the business. No and doubt. A happy Thanksgiving to all of our great listeners. And I'm going to do a little work and get ready for Laker basketball. I'll be right behind you, Coach. <laughs> Have a good day. <laughs> Thanks, All right. Take care, boys. The High School Report is brought to you by Lolita's Mexican Food, serving San Diego's best Mexican food since 1984 with seven locations in town. Lolita's Mexican Food. All right. Yes. I've been looking forward to this next segment that we're going to get to I'm not going to name any. I'm just going to listen to yours. (laughs) The countdown is up next, and we are going to do the top five Thanksgiving side dishes. And that's next. San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3. The fan. Time for the countdown, ladies and gentlemen. It is brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change Centers in San Diego. And uh, it is that time of year where we all get to eat and eat and then uh, watch a little football and eat. So what are our five favorite Thanksgiving side dishes? Today's countdown. Let's go. It's now time for Gwen and Chris to rank their top five of the day. Gonna grip and rip as usual. But this isn't just a regular top five list. I love it. It sounds sadistic, but I love it. This is the countdown. And it starts right now on 97.3 The Fan. 
right, to me, I think Tony's list is going to be much more impressive than mine just because I've seen his Thanksgiving table. I've never been to his house, but I've seen it videoed on Instagram before, and it looked better than everything we ate last year, whatever you had on your table. Uh, Remember sending that video out? I I do. You or your wife or somebody sent that video out of everything in the Gwyn. He showed everything except for oxtail. He didn't show us the oxtail? No. God, it was unbelievable. Mm. I yeah, could not believe the spread that they had last year. So I'm really looking forward My to your five. My mom enjoys to cook. Sorry. Five favorite side dishes uh, at Thanksgiving time. So I thought I'd go first and get out of the way, and then you go. <laughs> go for it. Number five. All right, number five is uh, my wife's grandma's recipe, which we still make. It's uh, her stuffing. Here's a little secret uh, on our stuffing that uh, grandma. Are you allowed to say this? Yeah, why not? Oh, okay. I like to share these little secrets. Uh, instead of putting bread in there, toast the bread. Mm. Makes everything a little crunchier and better, and then make your stuffing and put whatever it is you like to put in your stuffing. But I'm in. Crucial to t- lightly toast the bread instead of just having bread. Kind of, it, it gets too mushy the other way. Little secret. That's my number five: the stuffing with toast. All right, we'll we'll start simple here with the five. All, <laughs> All right. right, we're gonna go <laughs> with go. a garlic and herb mashed potatoes. Well, right? that's my favorite side. Just mm-hmm. you know, regular whipped mashed potatoes, a little garlic, little herbs in there. That's as probably as simple as these are going to get for me, just so you know. But that's number five on mine. That's as good as it gets for me, by the way. Number four. <laughs> uh, number four for me is my wife's uh, white gravy. She makes it with flour as the base instead of turkey. She puts turkey uh, drippings and things in there, too. But it's a flour base, so it's white gravy, and it's I love it. That would be weird. Like no, I, I'm not. I'm sorry, Mrs. Ella. I'm not saying you're. <laughs> it's just I'm a not little saying, different kind of gravy yeah. than you're used to. I'm not saying your gravy's right. bad or anything, but putting white gravy on white mashed potatoes would weird me out. Uh, you'll like it. I'm sure I would. You would. Gosh, gravy. I don't know what's going on. With I don't either. No, I do. I do. I don't either. I do. Um, Wait a minute! I just got a message from Lori. Oh no! Oh no! (laughs) His heart literally dropped to his. He's in trouble. Yeah. All right. I'm not here. I'm not here. Number four for me. You guys mentioned stuffing. Somebody mentioned stuffing earlier. I did. (laughs) Oyster stuffing. It's one of my mom's. Oyster like sneaky dishes. Is it actually oysters or is it the oyster crackers? No, no. It's actual oysters Ooh, in the stuffing. You don't mm. like oysters at all, huh? Nah. Is the uh, bread toasted? <laughs> the Grinch is amazing. He doesn't is like it, anything. The no. Grinch is amazing. <laughs> is it stuffing or dressing, Tony? Oh, yes. We did have this debate, I think, last year. I actually think it's dressing. I think it's dressing. I think it's dressing if it's served on the side, but if it's in the turkey, you got to call it okay, stuffing. Okay, okay, we're calling it dressing. Right, it's definitely that? calling it dressing. I like that. That's right. better better defined. Number three. Uh, apple pie a la mode. I don't really need uh-huh. to uh-huh. give any other explanations, I don't think. My nieces are making apple pie right now. Yeah. Gosh, you don't, you, that's the beauty about apple pie is you don't really have to give an explanation. Not really. It is just that good. And the best part Hot, of cold. It's the best part of Thanksgiving dinner is that when dinner's over and you, you just go, go flop on the couch <laughs> and then somebody says, Hang on, we got we some got apple, apple pie, pie a la mode coming up. I'm ready. You're like, oh man. 
Crown. Oh man. Okay, number three for me is lobster mac and cheese. Oh, oh wow. How oh, do we? I'm get getting hungry. <laughs> My mouth is watering. Unfortunately, this year. A lot of these dishes won't be at the helm. It's it's just me and my wife cooking this year. I gotta Give be honest. Me. I would not. Let, I would a not let your mom out of town. B if she did go out of town, I would make her leave a couple I start, recipes behind. I started to make her leave mac and cheese. Behind. <laughs> leave that behind so we can make but it. It would have just been too hectic. But lobster mac and cheese is is where I'm going. Man, your kids are gonna mutiny this year with no lobster mac and cheese. <laughs> they might. <laughs> you never stole her uh, ingredients, Rolodex or anything, or recipes? You know, the cold thing about my mom and her special dishes, the ingredients oh, are all up, all here. up there. Mm-hmm. It's oh, all feel. Mm-hmm. It's like no actual yeah, precise yeah, yeah. ingredients. That's true. That's yeah. how all moms are. Right. At least that's been, what they tell us. Lisa's yeah. been working on those recipes as long as I've known her. <laughs> number two. All right. Number two for me, I think I mentioned this last year, but I got to get it in again this year. It's uh, my wife's mother. And her husband, Franz, she's remarried. And Franz... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Makes the best I've ever tasted cranberry sauce. And I really don't know his secret. Cranberry sauce is not necessarily on its own like one of my favorites. Like if you just buy it out of a can and dump it into the plate and mix it up and go, here's the cranberry sauce. No, thank you. But Franz has this incredible recipe that he's got for cranberry sauce and he like your mom has it in his head i've never seen it written down anywhere no. but he makes it and i eat tons of the cranberry sauce on thanksgiving now mm. thanks to him so i gotta way to say, go franz uh cranberry so- i have i haven't had a like homemade cranberry yeah sauce this before. is uh i'll try to sneak some in but i usually finish it off but if i don't <laughs> i'll sneak some in for you monday all right number two on my list Peach cobbler. Ah, ha ha ha. Hmm. These next two are going to be dessert, so just get ready. Peach cobbler. Just is, get ready. It, it's, it, it's you know the, the peach cobbler has to be prepared nice, right? You get the the sugary top to it, crust, but the the bottom part kind of has to be a little on the doughy side. I don't I don't want it to be too crunchy the whole way through. But that's peach cobbler is my number two. <laughs> Do you? Uh... Do you do you monitor the cooking in the kitchen at all, or does your mom? Would your mom even let you in? No, she wouldn't. But it always comes out perfect when it comes out perfect with her. So I don't have to worry about about it. it. Gotcha. Number one. Uh, Number one for me is your number five, uh, lumpy mashed potatoes, which is actually I don't think your number five because you don't like your mashed potatoes lumpy. If I recall, you like them uh, whipped up. 
But uh, I like mine a uh, little lumpy, and I like the skins on. Ooh. And uh, my mother-in-law, Lori's mom, makes the probably the best mashed potatoes, but Lori is like 1A. The two of them are just so close. doesn't mm. matter which one makes it. They're both... The lumpy mashed potatoes is my number one favorite thing on the plate, with the white gravy, by the way, on top. Also, as a married man myself, I know you needed to get that disclaimer in there. All right, for, yeah. For protection, because I would have had to do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> number one on my list, apple pie. Uh, I mean, I, I can eat apple pie literally any time of the day, any time of the year. If you bring an apple pie in my house... It's, chances are I'm taking it up to my personal refrigerator. Oh, oh yeah. wait, you have a personal fridge? Yeah. Personal refrigerator. A little college fridge. College fridge. Yeah. Dorm fridges. Dorm fridges. Is that what you call them? I think so. Yeah, I have a little dorm fridge. You have one of those. And huh? sometimes when kids, the kids like the same thing I do, I have to remove food out of the big refrigerator and move it into my room, or I won't get any. Uh, I think I'm going to be like Tony when I'm older and married. I'm going to have a fridge for myself. (laughs) The lobster mac and cheese gets done. It's zip right into Tony's refrigerator. Kids never going to see it. Everybody get some? Everybody? All right, cool. It's gone. That's funny. He's got his own refrigerator. That is great. All right. Well, you you made it through this year without the oxtail soup, but you you got other... Candidates for your list that you didn't even get to. Well, we today. did. We did side dishes. So, you didn't have yeah, like a truffle a turkey or something. Truffle turkey. Oh yeah, side dishes. What? Yeah. I, I haven't know, had I just, truffle turkey yet. No, I was just thinking about it, something fancy. And oh. you know what? You Tr- said truffle, it like it would make you sick turkey. because you're the Grinch. <laughs> mm, I am not turkey. the Grinch. So much the Grinch. Have you guys ever had Kugula before? Is that uh, something Grinchy? I am not a Grinch. <laughs> Is that it's not Kugula. It's Kugel. No, it's Kugula. No, it isn't. Don't I even start with me. This is an old family recipe. We have Jim Callis on the line. Kugel. We will get this later. <laughs> I'm coming over there. He, how does he not even know the name of this thing that he eats? It's Ooh. called Kugula. I've never heard it called that ever in history. I've been, it's been called that since day one of my life. Well, it's been called day one. May 25th, Kugel, 1985. My, life. my life's a lot longer than your life. <laughs> well, so that's for sure. So is it Kugula or Kugula? It's Kugula. <laughs> Man, we haven't agreed on anything all day, Scraby and I. No, you haven't. There, I just, I just see you walking into our Thanksgiving, going, "Hey, where's the kugula?" And everybody looking at you like you've lost your mind because nobody's going to know what the hell it is. Yeah, no, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna pick this up later. Kugula. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right. It's right here on Google. It is? Yeah, Kugula. No. Lithuanian Kugula. Kugula? No such thing. I'm out on this cover. I don't even know what y'all <laughs> talking about. I don't either, because I don't know what Kugula is. Countdown brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change Centers with 10 and 9 locations to serve you. Visit Social Oil Change, SoCal Oil Change dot com. SoCal Oil Change dot com. All right. For the location nearest you. All right. Uh, moving along. Jim Callis does a fantastic job for MLB Pipeline right in baseball, and he joins us here on Gwen and Chris right now as we uh, pick up the conversation on the Padres-Brewers trade today. Jim, how are you? Happy Thanksgiving Eve. 
Yeah, happy happy Thanksgiving Eve to you guys too. And, and uh, I found my myself googling Kugla while listening to that. And I don't, I can't wait on the pronunciation, but it's like a baked like potato or noodle dish. Is You're that what exactly we're... right? It's a ba- it's a potato bacon dish that is from Lithuania called Kugla. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know how to pronounce it. From I, Lithuania. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't pronounce it. I, I can't give a definitive pronunciation, but I, <laughs> I have heard of it. So. Well, there, I've never heard of it, and uh, but I, I'm going to believe. Since you backed him up, Jim, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, who are we giving the benefit of the doubt on this trade to so far, Padres or Brewers? What would you think? Well, I think I like the Brewers in a little bit more, and, and I'll say that coming at it from the standpoint of, I mean, I've talked to you guys about it before. I really like Luis Urias, and I know, you know, so far, you know, the first, you know, 300 at-bats or so of his big league career haven't overwhelmed anybody in San Diego, but he's also just 22 years old, too. I really like Luis Urias, and a lot of times I think when we ultimately judge a trade, you know, when we look back, it's whoever got the best player in the deal, and I still think he's the best player in the deal. Um, you know, I, I know Davies has had more value than Eric Lauer. You know, you know, you'd probably rank him ahead of Eric Lauer if you're looking at the two pitchers in the deal, and I understand that. I do like Eric Lauer some, too, and he's under more control. So I, I like the Brewers' end of this a little bit more. I can see why both sides would make the trade. I mean, it's, this isn't like it's a, it's a horribly one-sided trade. Although, if, if somehow this is a prelude to Hunter Renfro gets traded, uh, then I'm really not going to like the trade. But um, but I, I like the Brewers a little bit more because I've been a big Luis Urias fan for a while. Jim, what can you tell us uh, about Trent Grisham? I mean, he came up, obviously had a lot of success in the minor leagues, um, did a pretty decent job for his first time being at the big league level. I know everybody remembers the era and the playoffs, uh, but this is a guy who, who seems to have a lot of potential. Yeah, no, he he is interested. I mean, that, that's why I was saying, like, why well, I'd, I'd prefer to have Urias. And I think it's harder to find infielders than outfielders. That that said, you know, it, it's pretty close. You know, what's crazy about Grisham is. I was talking to a scout. I was actually talking. We're working on draft stuff. I was talking to a cross checker this morning when the trade happened, and my comment to him was. Wow, like if you told me a year ago at this time that Trent Grisham would get traded for Luis Urias, I would have been like, come on, that's crazy. Because even though he was a former first-round pick, he was a 15th overall pick in 2015, he really didn't hit much at all in his minor league career in 16 or 17 and 18. And and I saw him in the fall league after the 2018 season when he hit 230 in A, and he was horrible. I mean, he, he went 9 for 60. I know it's a small sample size, but he was literally one of the worst hitters in the Arizona Fall League. And based on the way he hit going into the Fall League, you wouldn't have thought like he even had any kind of big league future, let alone in 2019. And he, he made some swing changes. Um, you know, he hit 300 you know, with 1,000 a, a ops, um, really controlled the strike zone well in, in the minors. So, yeah, there is something there. You know, if, I, I still, because this was so sudden, kind of want to see him do it a little bit more before I buy in. A hundred percent. But that said, I mean, you can look at this guy. I think he's more of a corner guy than a center fielder to me. But this guy can hit enough to be a corner guy if what he did last year was for real. I think he's going to hit for average. We'll see if the power's for real. Um, but you know, I mean, he hit for some power. I mean, shoot, I mean, the guy was the guy went from literally being a guy who couldn't hit, you know, two forty in the minors for three years in a row and being the worst player in the fall league. To, to batting near the top of the order and at the top of the order a lot for a playoff team. So, yeah. I mean, he, he's a legit dude. 
Um, I was telling somebody, I mean, he might be, uh, you know, one of the most improved players in baseball in 2019. Uh, well, the Padres certainly hope you're right. Uh, Jim Callis is with us from MLB Pipeline. Jim, with this trade and, and Arias moving now out of the organization and Franmil Reyes moving on to Cleveland last year and some of the other thing, I mean, obviously Tatis is now a kind of established at shortstop. Uh, where does the Padre minor league system rank these days? Is it is it still way up there and number one, number two, or is it showing some signs of finally coming back to earth a little bit? Um, no, it's it's still one of the best in baseball. We haven't we haven't ranked the farm system. Last time we did it was right after the trade deadline, and we still ranked them number one. And I can't remember like we they may have had a guy or two graduate off the list since then. Um, but no, it, it's still one of the best in baseball. I mean, I, I think. You know, Mackenzie Gore, I'm, I've obviously been about as big a fan of Mackenzie Gore as probably anybody who doesn't work for the Padres since they took him, because I would have taken him number one in that draft a couple of years ago. But, I mean, I think you can make a case that Mackenzie Gore and Luis Patino are the best lefty-righty pitching prospect combo anywhere in the minors. You know, Taylor Trammell, you know, hasn't put up huge numbers, you know, but, you know, they just got him in a trade. I mean, he's one of the more interesting outfield prospects in the minors. C.J. Abrams, last year's first-round pick. Had a, had a huge debut. Um, Luis Camposano is one of the best catching prospects in the minors. Um, and I still think it's one of the deepest systems around, too. They do a really nice job internationally. So, I mean, it's not, obviously, it's lost a little bit of, uh, you know, since, you know, Tatis graduated and Paddock graduated and Urias got traded. But it's still, I, I'd say it's still, you know, we haven't ranked them, you know, as of up to the minute. Because I don't know if they're, they'd still be number one. But I, I think they're still a top five farm system in baseball. Jim Callis, MLB Pipeline, joins us here on Gwyn and Chris. Jim, since we're talking about the Padres' uh, farm system, uh, I, I, the question that kind of eludes me a lot is, why don't we hear more about Xavier Edwards? I mean, he, he's a guy who, since he's been in this organization, all he's done is hit and get on base and play a, a, a solid second base. Uh, why haven't we heard more about him? Yeah, you know what's funny is is I kind of felt that way in the draft, too. I mean, you're, you're I mean, you know, I don't know if he's going to have much power, but I mean, you're talking about a guy who's a well above average runner, has a chance to play shortstop. They're playing him more in second now, and could really hit. And when you're talking about the draft, you know, middle infielders with well above average speed, and if they can really hit, like those guys are usually first round picks. He's not the most physical guy, um, but I thought it was. I was kind of surprised that he wound up going in the supplemental first round, like instead of actually going in the first round and, and you're right. Like he I mean for a guy who who came into Pro Ball, hit three twenty two his first full season in Pro Ball, including, you know, playing a month and a half in in, in high class A and really showing no downturn in his numbers, it it is kinda of surprising he doesn't get mentioned more. I mean he's he's one of the best, you know, I thought Luis Urias was was arguably the best second base prospect in baseball, and I think Xavier Edwards is close. And it, it's funny because we we had the last time we ranked second base prospects, we had Xavier Edwards at number four, and the guys who are one, two, and three are probably going to be in the big leagues at some point next year. So Xavier Edwards is probably going to be the best second base prospect in baseball by by mid season or so. Um, he is really good, and I, I don't I don't have a good answer for you because you think guys would be more excited. I mean, this is a guy who could be a, a 300 hitter and steal 30 bases in the big leagues um, and play a real nice second base. So I, I, don't, I don't know why he doesn't get more acclaim. Well, I like everything you said, Jim. I hope everything you said turns out to be true. I hope that uh, Grisham uh, catches it 
catches fire. Hope that Xavier Edwards winds up as a Padres second baseman someday. And uh, if all of that stuff happens, then I won't mind it as much if Luis Urias goes on to some sort of stardom in Milwaukee. But I, I know that that is what the Padre fans fear today, that he's going to get to Milwaukee and all, and all of a sudden figure it all out. And uh, – Padre fans are going to feel like uh, they got left in the dust a little bit. But it does seem like San Diego got quite a bit in return, and uh, we'll see how this trade works out. Jim, enjoy your Thanksgiving holiday. Enjoy your stuff, as always. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it very much. Thanks, Jim. Yeah, no, it was great talking to you guys, and uh, enjoy your kugula and, and find out how to pronounce <laughs> I'm it. I'm not correctly. going Thank near you. that. I'm not going near any kugula. Thank you, Jim. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> I don't care if I get invited over to Scraby's house and I have nothing to eat all day no tomorrow. Kugula! I'm not eating kugula. I think it's really funny that Chris admitted before that that he didn't know what I was talking about, but he was fighting me on it. I don't know what you're talking about. How do you spell you're still it? fighting me on it. How do you spell it? Kugula. <laughs> K U G E L A. And what's Kugel? Is that different? I, I you don't know what Kugel is. No, no I think he, you're thinking of something else. No, I'm no, not. He's not. No, scraping. I'm not. I don't scraping. know what Kugel is. All right. We got issues. Uh, when we come back, uh, week six. Mm, week it six, looks I'm similar. Sorry. It's it six looks o'clock. Uh, no, week 13 of the NFL. Our picks. Win versus Chris. That's next. It kicks off the happy hour. As if this show has not been happy enough. (laughs) On uh, 97.3 The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.